Hey, everybody, the Vintage Strength Games are coming to Clayton, North Carolina on June 2nd to the 4th. June 2nd to the 4th. Go to VintageStrengthGames.com for more information and to sign up. Also, make sure you go on Facebook and you join the Vintage Strength Games Facebook group. Get yourself some sandbags or some weight vests or some cool fitness apparel at freedomstrength.us. Go to freedomstrength.us. When you make your purchase, use the discount code SMN10 to receive your discount. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Steel Base Nation podcast. Today, Crystal Johnson returns for another episode. Uh, the first episode we did with Crystal was episode 215. Uh, we talked about Steel Mace and Steel Clubs and how it fits into her life. Uh, we are going to touch upon that a little bit today because um, there was some uh, – she, want, she basically wants to talk about her workout routine. Um, that's going to be – a short segment of this podcast, but the rest of the podcast, we're actually going to go way off topic. No steel mace or anything like that. We're going to be talking about living life in America under uh, the conditions that she is living in. She's an expert in this because she's living in it. Um, basically, I'm going to let Crystal explain that real quick, but uh, you know, we're going to talk about some some you know serious issues and the reason why this happened was off camera when we weren't actually recording crystal said something that kind of put a chill down my spine and i thought to myself this is what she needs to be talking about so thank you for joining us and crystal thanks for coming back for another podcast thanks for having me fred so briefly uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about your workout routine, but briefly, what is it that we're going to touch upon today of this um, serious content? Well, first, I'm gonna talk about my workout routine, like you just said, but then we're gonna go into some issues of uh, some would call it the matrix, some would call it the the system, the uh, ways to break out of the system, not that we don't let the system benefit us for what it is, but there's some things that I think they don't really know to pay attention to because they're not in the situation, right? And they're just making rules and regulations that they think will help, and in the end, they're not quite so helpful. Okay. So now, Crystal, what is... Uh, again, people can refer to episode 215 to get a lot of Crystal's background, but briefly, uh, for anybody who may not know you, Crystal, what is your actual current situation? Uh, this will cover both segments of this podcast. Right. I live in government housing for one thing, so that's part of what we're going to get into in a moment, but I was born with cerebral palsy, and that's 
how I found the mace was I was living life. I'm incredibly mobile. I do almost everything anybody else can do on my own. However, what gets me are the injuries that I have. Like if I stumble and fall, like if I lift something that's too heavy, my shoulder goes out. The way I found the mace and clubs were my shoulder went out. And I refuse to go back into PT, which is what I call pain and torture because it's boring as heck. And number two, it hurts. Like, I can deal with pain, but please make it fun. I mean, I can't deal with pain and boring at the same time, no. So I found, you know, I just, I literally saw um, somebody, I saw an on an advertisement on Instagram and I went, what the heck is that? Well, what the heck is that turns into having conversations with you and Rick Brown and Monkey Man and Leo Savage and Serena and everybody we can think of, Jeff, Jamie, you get it, everybody in the Mace community. And you and were also on another podcast, right? Uh, um, you did a podcast with, um, I'm just realizing it now, I should have had it in my show notes. Still uh, Mace Queens. Yeah, I just did. Yeah, the Still Mace Queens podcast. Yes, Queens. That's it. Yeah. Yes, that was I a great episode a, a few weeks ago. What and uh, how do? You... And it's also a shorter episode for somebody that just wants a taste of what the Mace can really do without diving too deep. Like maybe they're busy or something. It's a really great way to kind of get your feet wet. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so. Tell us about your workout routine then and, um, you know, share with us how it works for you and, and you know, the, the reason why you're, you're even telling people about this. Well, first off, my trainer is Andrew Inslee, Sleepy Monkey Man, love you, love you guy, love you brother. But this, what I'm going to discuss is something that I actually came up with myself. I use it with squats. I use it with the mace i use it with walking miles i use it whatever you do can fit into this framework somehow what i do is i start with ground zero and i take the implement whatever implement i'm using and i do it almost to fail like that may be for the weight for example that may be 25 reps and i'm picking a low number on purpose now I'm at 300 reps, just to give you a little bit of a, of a background. But I started at 25. And what How I How long did that take you? Well, I, I will get there in just a moment. Okay. I'm just going to chill. Um, what I will do is I will, what I do is I call it smush. And what I do is I do 25 reps a day for a week. Or for two Say weeks that. or however. Until I feel almost comfortable. The okay. Key word is, the key word is almost. All right. 20, 25 reps a day for about two weeks is what you said. In other right? words, what, 25 was my number, Fred. Somebody yeah. else is going to have a different number. What I'm saying is pick your number and pick your, pick your implement, right? So it may be 100 reps with the mace. It may be 75 reps with a barbell. Who knows? 
pick your number, pick your implement. Do what? Do it almost to fail for a week or two until you feel yourself almost comfortable. Don't get comfortable. We are fighting comfort. There's a reason. Don't get comfortable, but get almost comfortable. Then take it up. 5, 10, 15, whatever it is. Okay. Get yourself to the number of reps that you want to get to. Okay. That may take you a week. That may take you two weeks. That may take you a month. I don't know. I'm not you. Then smush it into doing it every other day. Okay. Smush it into... I'm going to do all these reps in a week, okay? And then, now, take it to now, I'm doing 300 reps a day. First thing in the morning, I wake up, I take the supplement I was talking about earlier, which is apple cider vinegar, uh, cayenne pepper, and pickle juice. I know it sounds disgusting, but it works for inflammation. I drink my cup of coffee, and I head to my bath hammer to lift and, and do my lifts. I can do 300, I do 50, you know, each time, hand over hand, because I know with the mace, you can sometimes switch hands. So, I do it 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50. Left, right, left, right, left, right. But, I don't ever stop. I do it in succession. How did I do that? I do it you know, I broke it down. Squats, same thing. I started with 25. Every time I went to the bathroom, I would finish what I needed to do. I would do 25 squats at the sink. I go in the kitchen to cook. I did the same thing. You see, but I smush it. Now I can do 200 squats without even blinking. Because I smushed it together, I didn't exhaust myself. I didn't take myself all the way to fail, and that's how it works for me. Now, why do you say never get comfortable? Because the comfort zone is the destruction zone. <laughs> that's good. That is a quote from a mentor of mine that I've always clung to because when I heard it, it gave me chills. And I understand being comfortable with lifting weights, being comfortable with who you are in the gym, right? But if we get too comfortable and we go, eh, I can always come back to it. I don't feel like it today. Mm -hmm. We start telling ourselves stories. I would have to say that is very correct. And, you know, it's, really super smart that's like a very good observation people pay attention to if you start getting comfortable in your training what you're doing is undoing all that hard work go to adxclub.com to purchase a steel mace or a steel club that's adjustable made right here in the united states that mental attitude, that, that attitude, that edge that you were developing, you're going to put yourself back into a comfortable place that now you're going to have to break out of again. 
why put yourself back into like a quote unquote uh, prison or something like that where you have to break out against always keep pushing i love this this is great chris and one more one more thing fred on that particular topic and then we'll switch topics but also the way the brain is wired and i've done a lot of study on this with myself and a lot of because of my own brain structure the way the brain is wired the brain is not wired for happiness that's why we have to look for it. The brain is not wired for comfort. The brain is wired to get us out of a disaster. Yes. So when we put our bodies into that space where we're hurting just a little bit and we feel that tension just a little bit, it causes our brain to kick in on a whole nother level and stretch both our brains and wire our brains differently because I don't care what they told you back in the 70s and 80s, folks. Guess what? The brain can rewire itself. I'm living proof. I'm living proof of that. But the thing is, if we all want to rewire our brains and we all want to live longer lives, which is what the mace can do for anybody and clubs can do for anybody, then, you know, just because of mobility's sake. Um, If we want to push that and we want to push that envelope, we have to constantly be upgrading our brains. Always. We have to constantly be upgrading our brains. And one of the ways to do that is to, like I said, don't push it all the way to fail, but push it to, to where you're going. I used to like the mace, but right now you're not my friend. Okay? You may be my friend tomorrow, but you're not my friend right now. That is where you want to be. I know it's tough. If anybody knows it's tough, I know it's tough. But that's really where you want to be with the brain and the other scenarios in order to, because that's where the rewiring happens. Yeah. That's really good advice. And uh, so is that about what you wanted to cover on your workout routine? Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, okay. we can, like I said, we can switch. Yeah. All right. So so everybody, you know, what Crystal just covered, you know, because of her cerebral palsy and her physical condition. Um, and, and, you know, she, she covered all of this back in episode 215. But um, if you're somebody – who's challenged in a similar way or look, you don't have to have any of these uh, physical challenges, but it's, she's talking about mental attitude along with this. And it's very inspiring to hear those words come out of your mouth, Crystal. And, and I think people should really write this stuff down. If they're struggling with their fitness in any way, shape or form, um, it's very simple what you just talk about, and people can can do it. So thanks. That's really cool. Also, this next subject we're going to jump into, it, it's funny because you just said uh, that cool quote where the comfort zone is the destruction zone. And doesn't that quote also apply to what we're yes. about to talk about? Yes, it does. Unbelievable. This is going to be definitely be the title of this podcast. So, all right. <laughs> what we're talking about is your situation, your living situation. You, you you're in you're in a government program where mm-hmm. comfort people get comfortable 
And what you're saying, Crystal, is you don't want to be comfortable. You want to crush life. And it seems that the system you're in doesn't really work well with people like you. You're you're kind of like screwing it all up on them. <laughs> yeah. All yeah. right. So I'm going to fire off this quote from this sub stack. This will give everybody a good idea of what we're going to be getting into here. So sit down because we're starting off very strong here. All right. This sub stack, if you guys want to read this article, it's uh, – well, you go to substack.com, you look up the forgotten side of medicine. The title of the article is Don't Be a Sucker. And the quote is Nazi Germany followed an escalating pattern of persecution and genocide of undesirable minorities that eventually resulted in them being thrown in death camps. Early in the process, Jews were branded as vermin that carried disease. That, in turn, was a key scientific justification used by the government to persecute and isolate them. So I chose that quote because it fits what we're going to talk about. But uh, I wanted to just get this point out that they're – Back then, they used science to justify what they were doing. And isn't that what we've been hearing for the past three years, that science justifies lockdowns and, uh, you know, coercion to take an experimental jab and all that stuff. People have been have lost their jobs. People have been forced to get jabbed to get medical procedures done. So um, this is all in the name of science. So that being said, Crystal, lead us off on the rest of this. Well, the first thing that I want to say is I'm going to talk about a specific topic. And the breakdown of the topic is me sometimes feeling like I'm trapped. Okay. But... This example can be applied to anybody out there. We've all had moments when our spirit says, yeah, I want to do this. But our situation says, oh, really? You? What? What I'm saying is your box may not be my box. Change the names to protect the innocent if you have to, okay? It still applies. People, trust me. What Fred is referring to is, I live in public housing, which right now I'm having a blast where I'm at. My feeling great. I have the programs that I need, but there's still some fringe areas that, no offense to the government, they mean very well. I am convinced of this. Most of the people mean very well. There are some, some outliers to that scenario, but most of them mean very well. But because they are, for the most part, able-bodied people who are not living the life that I have to live, right? They make rules and regulations thinking they will help. And they don't. 
case in point, they just came up with a, a statement the other day saying that SSI will only last until 2028. Social okay. Security you're talking about. Right, right. What will only the, last till about 2030 is, is the word. 2030, 2028. Okay. Whatever. Well, my point is, by that point, I will only be 56, 57 years old. Yeah. Excuse me. You won't let me work a full-time job. Technically, I can't work a full-time job out of the house because there are days when my body will not allow me to do it. You know, those days are getting fewer and fewer. But by the time you put gas prices, everything, you know, food, gas to get back and forth, things like that, it wouldn't be wor financially worth it for me to go have a job because all my money would be eaten up, right? So what I'm saying is what I don't want to happen is someone to make a carte blanche decision that says, oh, everybody like you is going to go into a home somewhere. Guess what? I can go to my purse and get my keys. I have a home. Okay? I don't need a government um, babysitter disability home, nursing home type situation. Now, one of the things I said to Fred earlier was this is where the problem comes in. And if you really think about this, I'm about to say a mouthful in a few sentences because this applies to everybody. Fred is the only Fred Moore that will ever exist. I am the only Crystal Johnson that will ever exist in my makeup. Meaning that all of those causes and conditions that came together to make me me and make Fred Fred will never exist in that exact combination again. The problem that makes me an outlier is I'm willing to push. Somebody gives me a challenge and I look at it and I say, oh, really? next question. Some people that are challenged take the breadcrumbs that certain people decide to throw out with their bills and their legislation, quite honestly. And, oh, isn't this great? I don't have to go to work or I don't have to do this or that or the other. But what they, what they. Go to sleepymonkeytrainingacademy.com to turn your pain into power. He realizes five, 10 years down the road, it becomes a really big trap. All that I'm saying is that I want to have the ability to make my own decisions about what's best for me. With the with the advice of my doctors and my trainers and you know all those other lovable people. I don't just make these decisions by myself. But there are the way the world is going at this point, there has to be another way. And it's not really this point. There's even there was even a situation that I got into Four years ago, I'm trying to think, where they came out with a device 
that would fire my calf muscles for me if I put it on. And it would train my calf muscles to fire, okay? Well, I went to the government and said, can I get this? Is there a way I can get this? Well, they considered that a luxury. Okay? What I'm saying is they consider the very fact that you get to, to walk around your house like a so-called normal person, they consider that a luxury. And it is in a way. But all I'm trying to do is be the best me that I can possibly be. When they're making overarching rules and regulations, when they're making that, they don't think about the people that are willing to fight like I'm. They right. don't think of people who don't want to stay in wheelchairs so they pick up 10 pounds steel maces all day, you know, or whatever. They think about, okay, we've got to keep these people on base level, feed them, clothe them, whatever, you know, feed them, clothe them, house them, anywhere we can, and that is a life. Yes, that is a life, but that is not a quality of life. Right. If you understand what I'm saying. Absolutely, I understand. Yeah, that's easy to understand. This doesn't compute, though, with the government model, right? It doesn't. And the reason it doesn't compute with the government model, in my opinion, now everything I'm saying is my opinion. I'm not trying to preach to anybody. But the reason that doesn't compute with the government model, in my humble opinion, is because we don't have as many challenged people speaking into the government as we should. Like, for example, we have able-bodied people making decisions about disabled people. Yeah. Or, or challenge people, or however you use that word. Yeah, you but, should have people such as yourself making those decisions. Not, not necessarily making the decisions, because I don't have the time in my lifetime. To go back to school okay. and be a lawyer and a judge and a this and but, that and the other. But somebody, said. but somebody else but, does. There could be like some a sim a person similar to you who can but, sit and at a table say, with those do, other people and actually do, help make those decisions. If you do, go back, do what you need to do. If you have a passion for it, and make it happen because we need your voice. Right. Because people will say, oh, we have voices out there. Yeah, we do. But, you know, if you, if you look at the base of it, Fred, everybody has challenges. You, yeah. just went through, you just went through a shoulder challenge. And everybody knows it. The, the, the reason I said you're the only you that exists, I'm the only me that exists, all these labels with certain definitions about cerebral palsy or whatever they call your shoulder or anything. It's a, it's a word. It's a definition. It's a, 
I can't. It's tell. a label. Right, it's a label. And the thing about it is, one person's cerebral palsy manifests different than the other person's. Mm -hmm. It's not the same. It's not a cookie cutter. Everybody's going to look the same situation. So when you when you have people in government situations making rules to handle a whole segment of the population and other segments of the population are having it too. I'm just not saying I'm having to bite my tongue. But, but you can't really make a, all of those labels are fine, you know, but you can't really make a carbon decision. It really almost needs to be on an individual basis because of all of the unique causes and conditions that put us into this situation right now, right? So I don't know how all to make that happen. I don't know any of, any of that. You know, I don't have that, that brain power, that brain thought hasn't gone on me yet, but I know there has to be a better way to do it yeah, than well, what's being done right now. Government, especially at the federal level, which is, I, I think we establish that right you're you you're you're what you benefit from is the federal level right the federal government is so large it's like a big clunky giant ship out in the ocean and for it to turn quickly and and be able to change and do other things actually it's almost impossible for it it's just a big clunky goliath if you will but I believe having people on sitting at the table on boards where they make serious decisions that are that are actually walking in your shoes. And you know, I'm going to say something that maybe you know. This is my opinion. This is certainly not your opinion. And you know, this sticks with me. But the what current situation I see is the government right now is very big on this whole inclusivity of everybody, aren't they? Don't they want everybody included? But it's a big sham because they don't want everybody included, especially not on the decision-making level. Because right. if they did, they would have a Crystal Johnson sitting somewhere in the federal government directly helping make decisions. But they don't really want that it's all a big show and that's my right. right and and on some level you're right because they want us to feel and this is this is really the point i was trying to get to they want us to feel included but trust me if we were included they wouldn't like it no. because we would challenge their thought processes Right. And so many people, so many people, here we go back to comfort. And I'm not trying to offend anybody, trust me. I do this, even in my situation, I do this every day. I have to check it. But my teacher, Thich Nhat Hanh, and the Buddha also said, be aware that the knowledge that you possess is going to change. 
okay? Like every day we are getting new knowledge. If we don't, we're not alive. So, every day, I mean, literally just yesterday, my body decided it didn't need the wheelchair anymore right now. Congratulations. First, first podcast, I was sitting in the wheelchair. How did that happen? The knowledge that I possess at that moment changed. My body told me, no crystal, I'm tired of the chair, fire the thing, I'm done. So I said, okay, well, let's try. Okay, you've been here before, let's go again. But I can wake up tomorrow and be in some serious pain. Okay, it's not that I don't want to have a job. It's not that I don't want to work. I can work my buns off when I can find something that I'm one of the most dedicated people. I love focusing. I love when I love something, I truly love it. But the thing about it is because of all the rules and regulations and all the, you only have so many days before you're fired and transportation issues that I deal with and all that, in the current system, it's not practical for me to have a job that's outside the house. But most days, I'm, I'm doing great. You know, I may not be what most people call normal. I hate that word. But... I'm doing the best me that I can at that moment. And there has to be a way for us to not be slammed further back into the system to where we're just getting breadcrumbs and things like this. So do you have an idea that you could just spitball with us right now? Like throw this out? Like how, what would help a person such as yourself who really wants to do a little bit better, uh, wants to pull ahead a little bit, but not fall into this um, situation where they're saying, no, Crystal, you can't. That's against the rules and regulations. This is how it works. What what needs to be done there to kind of loosen that up so a person like you could kind of, you know, flap your wings? Maybe it's a graduated scale, you know, to where – certain people are allowed to work on certain days or, or, you know. And I hate to use the expression whenever we feel like it because a lot of times that's tied to, like, emotions and motivation. But when I use that expression, I'm talking about when my body will let me do something. You get what I'm saying? Like, it's not a matter of, Oh, I don't feel like going to work today. You know, and here's another thing, and I'm going to say this kind of off the cuff, and as you would say, Fred, this sticks with me. I know there are people out there, and yes, I'm about to step on a few toes. I'm warning you before I do it. I know there are people out there that say, I don't feel like going to work today. I have an expression. When you don't feel like going to work, do me a favor and send me your legs and see what I do with them. 
figure. I understand there are days that you hate it. There are days that I hate it too. But on the common day that we all live, when we are base level ourselves, just holding it together, feeling some kind of happiness, be grateful, please. Yeah, I, you know, this, I'll say it like this. There's people that have perfectly working bodies, perfectly healthy, who don't want to go to work. They don't. And they lay on a couch all day as if they were handicapped. And a handicapped person would say, you're, you're laying on the couch and you could move. What right. are you doing? What are you doing? And I mean, please, somebody explain that to me. How could you let that go to waste? Plain and simple, Fred, they've never been in my situation. Yeah. They've never been in a challenging situation. I'm sure people who know you have said that about their shoulders. And then maybe they ran into you with their shoulder injuries and they went, oops, maybe I should be grateful now. Like my friend is over there really struggling. Maybe I should be grateful. Yeah, that's a good point. Crystal, Crystal doesn't have all the governmental answers. But Crystal is, I am very afraid of the government not seeing the passion of people like me who want to have our own lives, want to exist within the government, and want to exist and have a life without the government trying to tell us what to do, where to go, how much money to spend, stuff like that. They tell you like, how much money you can spend? No, they don't mean now. Um, but if you if you deal with a, a typical person in a disabled home, let's put it like that. Okay. They get $70 a month if that that is theirs. The rest of their entire check goes to pay for the house or, you know, the home, the, the, um, the facility that they're living. That's the word I'm trying to look for. Assisted living that they, that they exist in. Yeah. At that. Yeah. They, they don't have to pay power. They don't have to pay, you know, food. This, that, and some of that should be compensated, but $70 a month. That means they can't go and buy Fritos when they want to eat Fritos. Right. If they, wanted to, be, if, if they wanted to be on, on it supplements, you know, if they wanted to, to do what, they can't do that. Right. I'm very fortunate because one of the ways I'm fortunate is I have a doctor that I could look at her and say, okay, I have this issue. How do I handle it naturally? Nice. And yes, I have to fight with my money and, and 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 make things work, okay? But I can do that. People in government-controlled assisted living situations, they don't do that. They have pills pushed to them every day in a non-natural form, and by natural I'm talking about 
holistic medicine, okay? They can't deal with things holistic. They, you know, physical therapist comes to see them twice a week and they're supposed to be grateful. And yes, there's a certain amount of gratefulness in every situation. I see that. But if I go and if I were to go into a situation like that, my brain would dry up. I would literally become the shell of myself. So a little bit of background, guys. I was having a conversation with Fred because Fred is awesome. And I wanted to get to know Fred beyond the podcast. Yes, please. Um, and this is how the conversation came up is we were just having a live chat and I, and I said, well, to be honest with you, that's the one thing that scares me is losing my, losing my house and not having anywhere to go. Now, thankfully, I just renewed my lease. So right now I don't have to worry about that. But, you know, later down the road with the state of the economy, the state of the social security system, the state of everything right now, I don't know what it's going to look like and neither does anybody else. But uh, I know we got a bunch of bureaucrats that are way further up the ladder than me or anybody who's probably listening to this podcast. And they're making decisions that quite honestly could scare the crap out of all of us. Yeah. So the quote that I read was, you know, historically accurate. This is a fact that we know about. Um, it's in the history books. Everybody knows about this. If, if you don't know about what, what it was I read, it was what happened at that time period. So if the, if the economy dries up as badly as they say, if inflation goes through the roof, the dollar collapses, there's people who work who will continue to pay taxes. There's people who will find other things they can do to hustle. But then there's people such as yourself who are stuck in this place, perhaps. is Maybe that's not a quite an accurate way to describe it, but you're, 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 you have very limited maneuverability. What is it that you're – what's your fear of happening? It can – can a great country such as America slip into the same slippery slope that happened in Germany? Well, Fred, it goes back to something I said earlier. And being the comfort zone is the destruction zone. The whole meaning behind that quote means that when you get comfortable, when you're like, yes, I made it. Thank you, Lord. Now I can live the next 25 years of my life in bliss. Okay? That is when the powers that be, the systems, the every that's when you stop learning. That's when you let people and TV shows and certain thought processes, left, right, right, wrong, whatever, push itself onto you and you lose the agency to think for yourself. 
that it all comes down to one word. It all comes down to agency. Now, I'm not talking about jumping out of airplanes. I have no desire to do that. However, I would like to come to Jersey and jump on the engine sometime, Fred. I think it would be fun. But oh, okay. you know, like, I don't want to. I don't want to do something outlandish. What I would like to do, honestly, and I've talked to some people in the maze community about this, I would like to start going. To, I would like to get certified myself, and then start going to some of the certifications and tell my story. Because the great thing that I have is visibility. When I step outside with a mace, when I step outside with para clubs, somebody's going to go, what the heck is she doing? And furthermore, how is she doing it? She's on a freaking walker. What in the world? Well, I'm going to make fun. Okay. Not everything I do has to be fun. Make no mistake, I, I don't know how to get serious. But we all have to have joy in our lives. And what I'm saying is I have the right to determine what brings me joy. Sitting in an assisted living home with people bringing me food, with people telling me how much money I can spend, with people telling me what clothes to wear. And yes, it does get that obnoxious. Um would not be joy would not be joy at all i like the fact that right now if i want to go somewhere i can go call an uber or a lyft and say i'm paying my money please take me to the grocery store or please take me to ihop or please. i'm not asking for a rolls royce i had a friend ask me the other day we were in the we were in their truck and i I had a friend ask me the other day, Jay Crystal, do they include fun in your budget? Like, do they include things for just general, I want to have a life? And I'm like, I wish. I mean, over a third, I, fig I figured it out before I did this podcast. A third of my income goes to the certain services that I need to have my house cleaned and things like that. I do a lot of it myself, but because of my current building that I live in, there's some things that I just physically can't do. And I was living, I was a lot sicker than I am sitting here right now when I first moved here. So the assessment was made then. But, I mean, you're talking about a third of it gone from Insurance, you know, several other hundred dollars gone from rent. And, you know, you, you you buy things at the grocery store, you you know, and, and you pay your rent and your lights and your phone. And, you know, my money is not gone, but it's pretty close to gone. It's not, there's not a lot there. And I'm not saying I should be a rich person. What I'm saying is nobody should, should, nobody has lived for a long time for a life on the funds that I have with the situation that I have. You know, there are medical devices that 
I could use and saving money to pay for it is my only option because insurance won't do it because they consider it a luxury. Well, how the heck am I supposed to save for something? Save $50 a month? Yeah, right. It's going to take me the next four years. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So what I'm saying is there needs to be another system revamp something. And yes, I'm very grateful for SSI and, and Social Security and things like that. I'm grateful that that's where they started. But as we evolve, as consciousness evolve, as God brings new ideas into this world, right? The system can't say as we know it, it has to catch up somehow. Well, they I don't know somehow is, but there has to be more than one voice out there that does have some answers. Yeah, so that's an interesting topic right there because you could say, well, what about all your voices? But you, I, I look, I'm just going to say it the way it is. The government doesn't allow your voices to really be heard. You, if your voices only land on their ears, they ignore you. Your voice has to actually go out to everybody else. And, you know, where is good journalism nowadays? Like, I'm not a journalist. I, I mean, but basically we're doing an interview of your situation, making people aware of it. Um, but good journalism, journalism, uh, the, why doesn't the mainstream media do some stories about stuff like this, about how a crystal Johnson wants to do better for herself, but she's kind of caught in this little trap and she can't get out. Gee, America, what can we do about it? It's all kept quiet on purpose so that, Nothing will be done about it. That's at least my very negative, <laughs> very negative point of view. I, exactly. You're, you're exactly right, though. You're on point because they don't want us to do something about it. And why is that? Okay. I'm going uh, to go back to something we were talking about. And this is how it applies to everybody. If you read the quotes that John D. Rockefeller said when he first founded the school system back when he was alive, he point blank said, I don't want a system of free thinkers. I want a system of workers. Yeah, obedient workers. Yeah, guys, this is not just me. This is everybody. We are all in some type of a system. Me, it's disability. You, it may be nine to five. I don't know, okay? But the system itself was designed to sing us to sleep. It was not designed for people like me who see the box and say, guess what? I'm going to knock that down. I'm going to knock that down. I'm going to get out of this doggone thing. So in order to get out of the system, whatever that system is, 
you have to push against the system itself. And another thing, another thing that I'm saying in all these words is don't create your own system. Create your own system, create your own welfare, create your own whatever, right? Create your own well-being. But don't create your own system that traps you inside your head. Don't do it. Always challenge yourself. Always don't push yourself too far to where you can't recover, okay? Don't do anything stupid. Crystal's not saying that. What I'm saying is always create a place for creativity itself. Because creativity is always changing. The only way that we have AI coming online, the only way that we have is still amazed because of Leo and all those lovable people. The only way we know about clubs is because somebody got creative. Somebody decided to think outside of what they were told their box was, right? And they decided to push against the system. We all have, we just all have to push. Would you say that that's being a good American? I would. Well, America was founded on freedoms. No. Okay. And, and as you say, I'm, we're in a society now where on multiple levels, people are being silenced because they are disagreed with. Yeah, they're dissenting views. I myself personally do not want to live in a world where I agree with everybody. Yes. Okay? Right. We think we want that world. We think that would be total bliss. Okay? And yes, it is nice to have a place of refuge that where, thank God, I can come home to somebody who agrees with me today. I've had a day, right? We, we all want that safe place. But what we don't want is a safe place that sends us to sleep and we never change and we never grow. Life itself was meant to be a growth process. I heard somebody describe what God is the other day in such a clear way. And it is God decided to look back at himself because God, all God knows is perfection. God doesn't know anything but perfect happiness and joy and peace because that's what he is. He doesn't know it. That's what he is. So how does he figure out what our pain is like? Right? How does he figure, how does he know all that? Plain and simple, he decided to show up in thread. He decided to show up as me. If you go all the way back to the beginning of the beginning of the beginning and you look at a star 
and then you look at what it takes to make up my body. They're the same thing in different variations. A little bit more of this, a little bit more of this, a little bit more of this. Yeah. So what I'm saying is people, the only way that life is meant to be an experience, life is meant to be a growth process. The only way we can keep growing is keep challenging that system and keep pushing. And what I'm saying is I'm afraid my one fear, my one, and literally this is my, I'm not afraid of seeing God. I'm not afraid of any of that. Um, I've been down pretty well, not to say things don't scare me, but my one fear, my one abject, just absolutely paralyzing, oh my gosh, no, is to be forced into a system where I can't grow anymore. Where you can't go where? Where I can't grow anymore. Uh, like, where you can't grow where anymore. I have, where I don't have the agency to make my own decisions as simple as what I want to have for dinner. That's yeah. very profound. What? Why? Tell me why. Why like does that I matter said, so much? Like I said, life is meant to be a growth process, right? Intrinsically, we all know that because we we all we're all finding different things that we like. We're like, oh, maybe I'll try this. Maybe I'll try this. Maybe I'll try this. Okay, what if all that all of a sudden stopped? What if I woke up tomorrow and I said, Fred, you can only be a firefighter the rest of your life, and I'm never going to teach you another skill. You're just going to know what you know right now. You might go, okay, I don't have to go to another seminar. Hallelujah. But that's only going to last for a certain time before you go, oh, wow. To paraphrase something, one of my great spiritual teachers, Thich Nhat Hanh, said, he said, I would never send anybody to a place where there wasn't pain. Meaning that we all think of heaven, to use a spiritual term, as complete bliss, okay? I'm not trying to challenge people's religious beliefs, but it, it appears it applies to the situation because without pressure, we know this from working out, we know this mentally as well, without pressure, without brain games, without things to challenge us, we're stagnant. What I'm saying is that stagnancy, not only would it not work for me, it's not going to work for you. Okay? My thighs are killing me right now because I'm doing more walking than I have in the past three years. Now, yeah, I've been building back up to it, but you know that I'm going to go lift 10 more pounds in the gym than I've ever lifted? That's what I'm feeling right now. And this excites yeah. you. This makes you feel alive. Oh, yeah. oh, this, it, does this feel like freedom to you absolutely okay absolutely. so i ask that because what happens when a human loses their god-given right to freedom 
they they become stagnant and they die they in a hole. Stagnant. Thing, just like you were saying about the Nazis earlier, they lose their freedom without even really knowing it, right? Because it sneaks up on you, right? It sneaks up on you. It's very slow. Nobody is going to come over and say, "Guess what? We have to do was AI fed now, no SSI, uh, 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 more jabs." everything like that tomorrow no they're not gonna do that they're gonna slowly put it in there well just imagine if that happens to someone like me or someone like any one of us where we slowly realize wait a minute this job this situation, this whatever that I thought was going to be totally, completely awesome is a bunch of garbage because it's just like everything else, right? One of the things we were born with because we're born of God is to create. If we can't create, we dry up. As humans, all I, I'm saying, all I'm saying, is I want the agency for as long as I have it to do what I want, and I'm not asking for anything elaborate like a Rolls Royce or, you know, something that you know, millions of dollars. I've got three different people right now. They're telling me, next year, I want you to come to California. One of them is a May certification. One of them is something dealing with Andrew. And one of them is a friend of mine. So I'm sitting here saying, okay, how do I do that? How do I function and save money to go to California? Because I, I can take a lift and get on a plane. I've done it. Many times. Well, you, functioning, you, you're getting stronger. You just said right. you you tossed away your wheelchair, so right. that just keep keep training, keep training, keep. Right. But money wise, it sounds like that's a real pickle for you. So, yeah. did you ever consider doing a GoFundMe or anything like that? I have considered it, but what I don't know is. Um, and Fred, we can, if you want to talk, we can talk about this on the podcast. We can also talk about this a little bit offline as well, if you're willing to do so. But my point is, we can, I can do a GoFundMe, okay? That's not a situation. But the situation is, there are so many people out there with much, much worse scenarios than myself. So, so... What are you going to do? You're going to worry. I mean, that's awesome that you're thinking about them, but you you have to lead the way. Like, you're good at this. Like, I picture you out in the world talking to everybody, but reaching out to people that are in similar situations. I wish there was a company, a firm, somebody like that, that could scoop you up, put you on the road. You know what I mean? Give you like a 
a van or something like that. And, that he, you here's, the, and here's the thing. I, I love driving, but I wouldn't drive myself because here's another glitch in the system. I know how to drive, but if I drive a car that is given to me or that is bought by me with the disabled hand controls and it breaks down because cars are vehicles, it's going to happen, okay? I'm halfway between here and PA because I've already told Monkey I'm showing up in PA because I can't not do that. <laughs> you know, PA is awesome. Got too many maze people down there. You, Joelle, uh, and I have to be in the same room with Joelle. Yes, please. <laughs> She's just a barrel of fun. I'm referring to Joelle slash you on Instagram, by the way. But um, my point is, if I, if that car breaks down, okay, I cannot go to a car rental place and rent a car. They may not, and they probably won't, have a car with hand controls right. that they I can't. can drive. Because right. my feet, my can you see my hand on camera, Fred? Yes. Okay. I have an extra piece of bone right there. If this were my foot, they took an extra piece of bone right here in my foot when I was a child. My foot does not go up and down like somebody without my physical situation. So what that means is brake pedals and gas pedals have to be controlled by wires, not my natural feet. So car breaks down. I'm on the side of the road. I call AAA just like anybody else would. And I go to the car rental. No, because they don't have the car with the hand controls. So personally, my own personal decision is I would rather pay Uber and Lyft in that situation. Now, I know how to jump out of one Lyft, get into another. I do everything with Uber and Lyft. Literally, grocery shopping, you know, going out to dinner. If I want to go out to dinner, seeing friends, I do everything with Lyft. But it, too, has its limitations. Because I live in a very local location in Atlanta, and I've got friends on the other side of the state. No. I've got friends that are literally two and a half, three, four hours away from me. According to the Lyft app, I can't take a Lyft over there to see them because they live out of range. So... Do they have to come get me? Well, yeah, but what if they're hosting the event that I want to show up for, right? What if they're having a, a Halloween party at their house, you know? And it's like, oh, we'd really love to have Crystal here, but, you know, she's two and a half hours away. Now, I'm not complaining. I'm just talking about some of those issues that people don't have an aura aren't aware of unless you live the life that I live. 
Yeah, it seems you have a lot less freedom than right, you know, regular people, if you will. Um, that is a lot because you're in a system that offers you a minimal amount of right. care, and right. and you know the way I see that is you know oh let's just give them the minimum is yeah yeah them those people let's just give them the minimum because there's not enough to go around for everybody and hey they should be grateful right just just for that alone and that is where the dehumanizing actually starts yes yes and then it goes from there and it gets worse and they give you how can I say what I'm trying to say? Yes, you should be grateful for what you have because then, I mean, that's the law of laws right there. But there comes a certain point when you look at what you have and you're like, okay. I had a friend of mine the other day said, Crystal, you know, maybe you should take a money management class or something. And I looked back at the person and said, Respectfully, that's not the problem. The problem is I don't have the money to manage. Okay? Right. Like, I manage the money that I have really well to do what I do, but you don't have the money to manage. Um, it's just, you know, going back to the whole them, you know, us versus them scenario. Not to go back into spiritual again. It's really hard not to do that when you're around friends, but um, we're all actually one anyway because we're made out of the same stuff, okay? We came from the same source. So, you know, it's not me, you. It's both and. Like, that's the, the, the thing of am I not my brother's keeper? Yeah, you really actually are, you know, in a certain way, you're not responsible for their actions, but because we all came from the same source, yeah, we are kind of made to look out for each other. And blessedly, I have quite, quite a lot of people that look out for me, but a lot of the people, especially in the Mace community, I've never seen in person, Right. Right. I've never swung a maze with another human being in person unless I took the lead and said, hey, you want to come swing this with me? Right? So what I want to do is go see Leo. Go see you. Go see. I want to see the look on your wife's face when we both do something crazy and stand in somewhere like she did in the store that day, right? Like, I, all I'm asking for is a little bit of an upgrade, if you will, that would allow me to be able to travel a little bit, would allow me to be able to save for the things that I wanted. And really, I'm going to, I'm going to take another deep dive here, Fred, because a lot of the money that I get goes back to the federal government to pay for 
the house cleaning and a little bit of the care that I need that I need. I mean, I don't I, I I wanted to ask you that the the I services that you receive are are the services that you receive from the federal government or are they from yes. private contractors? They're from federal government. So okay. they give you money. They and then they take it back, and it goes right back in. Exactly. Exactly. And we know again that if it's a government entity. It's going to be minimal service because they and don't have any competition. Here's what really annoys me about that, Fred, is because, and I'm going to say this as succinctly as I can, the person that worked with me, I love them to pieces because they are amazing. They let my body do what it can do on any given day. If I feel like cooking, I'm cooking up a storm, you know? Like, I'm doing everything but very minimal stuff for myself, right? But they're not getting the money. In other words, the government needs, to put it like it is, the government needs to stop taking the money. They need to give the people who are actually helping us a raise, okay, and when we get raises with our benefits, right, what they're going to charge us goes up. <laughs> right. So you never get a raise. So, Right. So we never get a raise. Oh, we get God. it, and then we celebrate it, and they take it back, right? And especially with COVID, what happened, and I guarantee you probably nobody's told you this, what happened is we all – after COVID settled down a little bit, after the first two years of complete panic, we all got raises and everything because cost of living was crazy. But then we got extreme raises in our cost of insurance because of, oh, we didn't run everything through the computers because of COVID. Fred, I ended up paying more than double in my insurance literally overnight. So you lost now, money, basically. Yeah. Now, when I say insurance, I'm referring to a very specific service that I have to... Um, to help me with the house and the, and the minimal things that that I have to deal with because the specific situation that I'm in, the laundry is downstairs, okay? The doors on, the, like the, the trash chute and stuff like that are heavy fire doors. On most days, I can lift them. You know, I can open them. But I can't open them and carry trash and push a walker at the same time. So when it comes to things like, you know, I can spot mop the floor. You know, I can I can do that. I can't completely mop a floor because, hello, you're going to fall if you're on a walker. I mean, it's stuff like that. It's practical stuff like that. When it comes to getting up and getting dressed, showering, all of that stuff, 
cooking for the most part. I do all of that myself, right? Like I can function, I go shopping, I, I all of that, right? Doctor's appointments, all of it, I'm good. When it comes to I'm not good, there are these little nitpicky things that everybody else takes for granted. And, you know, most people just do it and not think. But what makes me so annoyed about the system that I'm currently in is the person that's helping me. Okay, I give the money back to the government. The government takes it, and then, of course, they pay the people that directly help me to work with my local company. Well, the people that work with my local company are amazing, yeah. and they need the money. Like, yes, they right. need the money. They have jobs because of this, yes. Right, right, right. Forget the fact of the pencil-pushing government that's nothing but a computer that flips switches. They don't need the money. Who needs the money is who's doing the work, right? Not who's not who is giving the commands, if you want to put it that way. Yeah, but this this is um, a situation where the government is so big that it actually provides the services that a private company could offer. And the government could pay the private company, and then private companies could also uh, compete with each other, which means that in order for them to keep a contract, they have to deliver excellent service, not minimal service. Right. A gover the government right now is doing it so they can provide minimal. There's nobody that's going to come in and say, hey, you're doing such a bad job. We'll do the same job, but better for the same price where everybody right. would jump on it instead. So this is I, this is like a form of socialism here. And 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 this is a good example if people doubt how bad socialism is. This is one of the examples right here where government becomes the provider of everything. Therefore, right. you get nothing because there's nobody else to challenge which right. Which is what makes America so awesome is that people compete with each other. Competition is awesome and challenge is awesome. As you have already indicated, you want to be challenged. People do well when they have challenges. This is all wrapped up in the same concept here where freedom uh, freedom to, to thrive and, and to be challenged and it's actually a – condition that we should be fostering for right. crystal johnson for myself for everybody everybody should be saying hey dig in there come on work go for it be uncomfortable I, don't be afraid and what a beautiful country we could really have right i saw a quote the other day and it went something like more rights for you does not mean less rights for me. It's not a pie. Right. Okay? I'm not talking about taking rights from anybody. Okay? 
like I wouldn't do that. Mm -mm. That's not no. I'm talking about can you please treat me like a human being? Yeah. Can I please decide that I don't want to eat Roman noodles tomorrow? Right? I'll give you just a baseline example. I have seen so much benefit since I have switched and stopped eating certain things and started eating vegetables. Like, I always ate vegetables, but now that's primarily all that I eat. I may go have a hamburger once a month or something just because I want something different. But if I if I really dug in and got the supplements and everything that I needed and just the general base health, I'm not really talking about like say for example, alpha brain. Say for example, simple things that, that some people, most people have access to, right? I can't do that and pay my insurance and my phone bill. And I don't have the highest phone bill in the world. The iPad that I'm sitting here talking on right now was a gift. It was an early birthday present from a friend of mine. It wasn't, it's not something that, oh, I want the latest and greatest of whatever. Right. If it works, I'm great. But I'm doing podcasts, I'm doing sanghas and meditations and things. So they thought, that in order to help me, they would gift it to me. But without that gift, I wouldn't have it. You know, yeah. so um, things like that. Like, really? <laughs> I mean, they were doing some work in my apartment the other day, and I would have loved to have been able to get in the car, go to IHOP, and sit there and have a waffle. And a bowl of fruit, please. I'm Just to get out of the, the apartment while they're but, doing work. Because who in the heck wants to be in the apartment when they're fixing the hot water heater to just threaten to flood your apartment? Right. Like, right? You don't want to hear all that banging and all that crap. But, and I'm not trying to sing a sad song here. No, no of course what not. The no. thing is, as America, okay, we need to seriously look before we let the government have more control because the song that they always sing is oh I'm coming to save you I think it was President was it President Reagan that said when the government says they're going to save you we have a real problem yeah run <laughs> I know, one, I know I know one of the presidents said that within my lifetime. I think it was President Reagan. Yeah, I think it was him. And that's a good quote. And look, you're you know, you're somebody who again, people got to listen to what you're saying. How many people the government comes along and and promises they're going to fix it. They're going to save you and everybody just jumps right on board. And here you are, Crystal, pointing out that that's not really a good deal when the government is. And the reason why is just because it's not capable of saving. It's a lie. The government actually 
the last century that we went through, the 20th century, the government is responsible for 262 million people dying. So they got a really good track record at that. And I don't think just because we flipped the switch to the 21st century, all that has changed. (laughs) So go with your history, right? Go with your history. So the government's not going to solve the problem. And I think really this is why your voice needs to be heard. People, this is a long haul. People, the country has to change. People have to start getting back to God, getting back to values, getting back to discipline, getting back to saying things like suck it up, buttercup. Right. Right? Remember that toughness. I've I've said it this way, Fred, and I've had a lot of conversations within the past week or so with people that I don't agree with. Right. Yeah. Good. And what I said to them was, I don't particularly agree with your scenario, but I'm not going to challenge the right to your existence. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. and now, and I'm saying this very carefully, now we have a situation where People are not willing to see the truth. They're seeing what a certain figurehead has been spewing and continues to spew. And they're saying, oh, well, this is my values and, and they stand for my values. Yeah, they may stand for your values, but at what cost? I said to a friend of mine, the other day I said, we were, we were having this conversation and I said to them, I said, you know, here's the thing. Sometimes people make a God out of what they think God said. Meaning that rather than getting to know the ultimate, the all that is, the everything that could ever be, right? Which you, in your case, call God, we tend to say, okay, we tend to read it somewhere and we go, this is what that means. So this is what I'm going to stand for. Period, point blank, done, over, no matter who says it, no matter what's been said through the ages, this is what this is in 2023, so I'm done. And we don't give ourselves any room to grow well, so, what if something? What if something that was said back in the one hundreds, two hundreds, three hundreds in twenty twenty three, we realized that wasn't the point. Yes, yes. I so you're you're talking about making a god out of something, which is idolatry. Right. And I, idolatry. Could, you could do it with with a mace. You could say, oh. You know, and you pray and worship your mace or whatever. We do it with our cell phones. We do it with our our favorite sports teams. So this is probably one of the most common things. It's a, it's considered a sin, and the reason why is because it takes your focus off of the off of God. It takes right. the, your focus off of the truth, and this is the trouble that we're in. It's 
it's such a tough thing because uh, it is to yes. understand what God is can take a right. a million lives, really. Right, and the thing right. and the thing about it is here. Here's another part of that governmental piece. If we really dug deep, and I'm talking about past all the traditions. Past all the ancient sayings, and we dug all the way back to before we ever knew the beginning existed. Okay, I'm the one, I'm one who studied the ancient texts. I've studied the Hebrew and the Greek, and put it beside the Egyptian tablets, and put it beside things. Okay, if we studied that. All of that and realize how powerful we were made to be. None of this would be happening. Because the government, and when I say the government in this context, I'm talking about the people who don't have a clue. I'm not talking about the nice guys. Okay? There are nice guys in the government. And hallelujah for them. But I'm talking about that mechanical ship that Fred referred to earlier. Yeah, big clunky ship. We, yeah. We wouldn't let that happen. Right. Free agency would not be a question. Yeah. Because we would know that hold up a second. I'm gonna I'm gonna put it this way. Made in the image of God is a really bad paraphrase. Oh really? It's a it's a rotten paraphrase. The quote actually reads, we weren't made in the image of anything. We were made out of God. Oh, is that what it says? Do you we know? Were, yeah. Can you give? That's what it means. Do, do you remember what verse that is in the Bible? Where it, where it says, let us make man in our own image. Okay. In the very, very, very beginning Genesis of, of the Bible, if you go back and you say, and you study the Greek and the Hebrew, and I've done it, and it's really hard. <laughs> I took a few semesters of Hebrew, took the first test and said, see you later. I, me I memorized it. I literally, I have a great memory, so I memorized everything to take my test from there on. But it, it doesn't mean made an image of something like God is Fred and a picture of Fred is Fred, you know, like that's an image. Yeah. Talking about the image. That's what we think of as an image. It doesn't even mean that you're going to look just like me, which is what we kind of think it means. Right. It means we were made out of the same freaking stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I like that much better, by the way. Because that's where, being the that's image of our ability, that's where our ability to create comes from. Yeah, and you alluded to that earlier. Why is being able to create so absolutely important? Well, something that is really hard for me to articulate, actually, because it's more powerful than I think I even have words for, but I'm one of these people who write poetry. 
I'm one of these people who think of things like if I got around you and your wife, to give you an example, if I got around you and your wife, I would be sitting there going, hey, Fred, you could do this. She would like this. But, and you'd be going, oh, wow, I never thought of that. I used to have a side business to help me, to help people do that. Because I can see things in people and things that people like. But the thing is, creative creativity is, that is part of God that is in us. It's like a language, right? It's and it's the said, language of God. He, you know, he, if I could use that term, I won't go too deep, but there's not a gender to God. God is love. Love doesn't have a gender. Literally, God is love. God is not a some being that, that looks, sometimes people see him as human, but that's the form that he takes so the person can see him. It's not that's not who the being is, the cosmos is. But what I'm saying is, because he creates, the Bible says that greater things are you going to do than me. So if that's the case, we have to be able to create. Yes. All right. We have to. Like it's, it's in our being. And for somebody who says you're not creative or you never thought of yourself as creative, uh, you might want to look a little bit deeper because you just totally told a fib on yourself. Yes, you people create found, stuff all the time. You may not have found your outlet yet, but you are creative. Yeah. Even an, a, a, an accountant for not picking on accountants as being non-creative right. people, but a person who sits there all day crunching numbers is creating something somewhere, they somehow. They have to be creative to balance those numbers. They have yeah. to be. Yeah. And uh, another proof of that is every single thing you can look at, from the logo behind you to the hat that you're wearing, to the headset that you're wearing, it all started with a thought. Yes. Yeah. And a logo that yeah. everybody uses them, businesses, right. there's a story behind a logo. Right. And it's and it's like you talk to a guy who just or a girl who just starts a business and they make their own little logo. Ask them, what's what's the meaning of your logo? I bet it'll knock your socks off how imaginative right. and how creative it is. And I mean, it tells a story that's important to them. That's why symbology right. is such an important topic. Right. And, you know, my 50th birthday, which is coming up in a couple of years, I've got a few more weeks and I'll be 48. But, you know, 50 is not that far down the road. You're still a spring chicken. Um, I've always said, you know, I had a conversation just yesterday with somebody. I said, Here's what I'm going to do for my 50th birthday present to myself, but I want to design it. I want you to design it. Here's the pieces, but I want you to design it. So I gave it to her and I said, okay, you, you take it from here. That has to be processed out of her head mm -hmm. onto that paper. It doesn't just show up on paper. It's a thought. We have to be able to think. We have to be able to create.
And going back to my fear, if you put me in a scenario where I was in a home, some people can take that. I have a friend who went through that scenario and came out of it. I myself know that if I were there, I would make it. I would, I'm not saying that I would do something crazy. Okay, don't, don't hear that. Trigger warning, don't hear that. What I'm saying is Crystal would not be Crystal anymore. I would be something, a very reduced feeling of myself. Yeah. You tell me I can't see the sunshine and the squirrels and the animals and the friends and pick up the phone and call whoever I want to or whatever, you know, and right. just go wherever I want to go. No, no, no. That turns humanity into something else. Right, right. That is that is why this is such an important conversation. It's about humanity. And anybody who's part of humanity should have this right. as a primary concern. So mm -hmm. I'm a little, you know, edgy nowadays about this because I feel like a lot of people don't see that as an issue anymore. Right. And right. I'm trying to do the proverbial slap in the face as much as I can. I think you expressed it very clearly and you're very sweet about it. I, if I could be a little rough here, people, it should be your primary concern, not anything else, because we're only here for our short little lifespan, but humanity should be here. Our, our descendants should be here for right. a long time and we should be doing things for them. We should be doing things right now for people that we're never going to meet the same way our founding fathers did stuff for us. Right. So, that's a, a wonderful message, Crystal. Listen, we got like two minutes left and then we got to hang it up. So I just want to make sure um, you covered everything. Um, I'm going to bring this full circle, Fred, back to, a, to an article that I read just the other day. All right. Yeah. Why don't you close us um, out with this thought? And yeah. uh, go ahead. I'm going to bring it full circle right here because... You didn't know this was coming, and I didn't know this was coming, but it just happened. I was reading something the other day, and it said, and I can't pull back up the quote because I, I lost it, but it said, when Hitler did what he did with the Nazis, the reason the Third Reich was called the Third Reich, okay, was... He wanted to be a part of Jesus returning. In other words, he thought he could, you know, in the scripture where it says, when Jesus, you know, we have to do certain things before he comes back. Well, that's what Hitler thought he was doing. Look at the destruction that man caused. All right. That one being caused so much destruction. Yeah. And we have people that are still alive right now with numbers on their skin because of what he did. And he thought he was right. 
Yes. Okay. What I'm saying is, I'm not defending Hitler by any means. What I'm saying is, it all goes back to government. And it all goes back to free agency. We have the right as humans on earth, as agents of God, as agents of the all that is, to do what we feel is right for us. Okay? Whether it be creating communities, right? Like me and you and another friend of ours have had conversations about bread. Or whether it be creating holistic communities where we can have holistic food and we can worship like we want to and we can because if they if the government calls one thing into question, believe me when I say they will eventually call everything into question. Yes. Because it is a very slippery slope. Thank you for your time. Thank you for allowing me to speak my truth. Thank you for guiding the, you know, the discussion. And if I need to say anything else, feel free to ask me what you want to. By the way, my Instagram handle is crystal1975johnson. That is the only social media that I have. There's no underscores or anything. It just runs all the way together. Any of you that hear this podcast, number one, I'm going to be following the comments on 215 and on this one, so I will respond. It may take me a few moments, but I've got it tagged, so I will respond. And if you want to reach out to me, just reach out on Instagram and say, hey, I heard the podcast. Here's what I thought. Even if you don't agree with me, I'm okay with that. I know how to have a polite discussion with people that I don't agree with. Crystal Johnson, thank you very much. You're a profound thinker. Uh, you're a blessing to us all. Wonderful to have you on. You're always welcome back for more discussions like this. And everybody, thank you for listening to this one. And do us a big favor. Share it. Let people know about this episode. And, you know, follow Crystal on Instagram. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you, Crystal. See ya.